Goosebumps number 20, The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight by R.R. It's a field of screams. They're alive. Jody loves visiting her grandparents' farm. Okay, so it's not the most exciting place in the world. Still, Grandpa tells great scary stories, and Grandma's chocolate chip pancakes are the best. But this summer, the farm has really changed. The cornfields are sparse. Grandma and Grandpa seem worn out. And the single scarecrow has been replaced by 12 evil-looking ones. Then one night, Jody sees something really odd. The scarecrows seem to be moving, twitching on their stakes, coming alive. Listener, beware. You're in for a scream. at midnight whenever i think of this book i think of that computer game what computer game the goosebumps computer <laughs> game escape from horrorland i think it was escape from horrorland no yeah. no there was the other one was there no i think it's escape from horrorland damien damien and i played it recently my friend damien who has i think he, the youtube the youtube channel damien games with is the name of the youtube thing that you game. did you guys play that we did play it is the, is the episode my friend damien who's amazing by the way hey damien what's up buddy um uh he is uh, hopefully are you still doing this damien maybe i should text you but uh we recorded for a youtube series he and i playing i remember you saying that but, Escape from but is, it, is the is the episode up I don't YouTube? think it's up yet. No. Oh, I would die to see that. Yeah, no. But it's there's cool. a, there's a segment in that game. I swear it's that it, I, it's got to be where you can't you have to you can't get you past have to this click barn. the pumpkins. For the scarecrow walks at midnight. But it's a, it's a bunch of different pumpkins and they are each saying a different syllable and you have to get them all click them all in the right order in a, a certain amount yeah. of time. Yeah. The scarecrow. There's also walks a way if it, it, on YouTube you can watch the game played all the way through. It's like a movie I think we kind mentioned of. That. It's a ridiculous video game. It has Jeff Goldblum in it and Isabella, Isabella Rossellini. Rossellini and all these like random actors Sensual. that are so amazing. It's really, really Sexual. great. Sensual. Um, what's up, you guys? I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and this is my brother, Daniel Montgomery. Daniel's going to tell you about the story, and I'm going to have commentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, I guess. <laughs> well, Daniel's, Daniel applies himself much more than I do, oh. so he takes copious, copious notes, and I just spin in a circle in the corner. I just have a terrible problem with uh, <laughs> uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder and need to organize things in my life. Things that don't matter. Um, <laughs> this matters. This matters. You matter. Thank you guys so much for listening. You're listening to Welcome to Deadcast, the Goosebumps Podcast. Welcome to Podcast. Welcome to Deadcast. Yes, Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your messages and your love. Yeah, thank we you. We appreciate thank it. So Keep it coming. The Scarecrow Walks 
at Midnight was uh, came out in May 1994, which is the same month as Deep Trouble. Really? These both came out in the same month. What a good month! I for mean, what Goosebumps. a high demand. Let's talk about the cover of the book really quick. Quickly, um, there is uh, the one love of my life is on the cover of this I book. See, I There's see a full her. moon on the cover of this book, and yeah. that's that's my serious committed relationship. Anyone I date is just gonna have to take second fiddle because the full moon is top fiddle. Mm. Uh huh. And um, well, the colors we have kind of a rust dried blood red ish yes. brown. I I I. I would like to think of it as a cardinal in gold, but you're right. It is. It is a cardinal in gold. These are like Sunnydale colors, like USC, Harry Potter, USC, fight on Trojan colors. They're really legit colors. And we have a cornfield and uh, a, a terrifying scarecrow with a full moon behind it. Didn't now, you love the moment in the movie, the movie Goosebumps movie, the end credits when you get to see the scarecrow? Yes. Come to life a little oh, bit. Oh, I do. If you guys haven't seen the Goosebumps movie yet, or, or it's probably not playing in theaters anymore at this I point. I don't think it is. Um, but when it comes out on Blu-ray, or you can like rent it on iTunes or whatever, make sure you watch those closing credits. First of all, b- buy Woo! it or rent it, but keep those closing credits. They are Uri Thang. Um, oh. There are so many different covers of this book that exist That's now. Correct. It is correct. And the, in fact, the um, the when they re- reissued the Goosebumps books and like create K- came out with new covers that were not T. Jacobus. It's kind of like a jack-o'-lantern looking skeleton. I mean skeleton. Wow, okay. Scarecrow. I'm not mad at it. Normally I'm real normally I'm not a fan of the redone covers. Yeah. But I'm not I, mad at it either. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I think and it's kind of fun. I this one is holds a near and dear place in my heart. However, rereading it, I like this one better in idea and in theory than yes. the actual execution I think that's of the correct. book. And and I, I think scarecrows are really fun and scary and creepy. And I have such idea. a vivid memory of reading this in a Mexican restaurant in Dallas, Texas. You know what? I have that same memory of you reading this book. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I remember sitting there. I it, I had Welcome to Dead House when you were reading this. Really? I remember I, being so antisocial at dinner because I, I did too. not want I remember wanna... where we were sitting and I was reading Welcome to Dead House and you were reading Scarecrow Walks at I Midnight. I did not want to participate in dinner. I wasn't having it. I just wanted to read the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. I had to read Welcome to Dead House because it was the first book and I have that horrible problem with OCD. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also reread the books when I was 16 and gave them grades. In the top left-hand corner of the inside cover, I have given this book a B+. Is that what you give it now? No. I would give oh. it a B-, minus. I think. Oh. A B or B minus. You're going to have to explain what took us from a plus to a minus. I will. And then, so we're going to talk about the book itself. We're gonna and then we're going to talk about the corresponding TV episode. I, I, I think I've read this Which book. Which Dan and I just watched. Yes, just we just watched it. I think I've read the book three times. Really? Yes. And I've seen the TV episode more than three times. And I always forget that it, it's not this exact same thing. Yeah, the, the TV episode's pretty different and pretty forgettable, to be completely honest. It's kind of. We'll get into well, it. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get into, into the TV so, show. Let's get into the book. Oh, welcome to the book. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Our our protagonist is Jody. Is Jody? Is Jody? She's blonde. She's twelve. Of course she is. She has, as with all Goosebumps protagonists, a younger brother or or sister. But right. she has a younger brother named Mark who's Mark. eleven. Mark. And they're continuing this trope of kids, you know, visiting relatives. Yeah, they're visiting Grandpa and Gma. Grandpa Kurt and Grandma Miriam Miriam. for a month in the summer, like they always do. This is a summer book. A month of summers. Ooh, and they're city kids. And they're... Go city kids, go go city city kids, go. go. C-I-T-Y-K-I-D-S. So the parents... The parents, you know, you know them. Send them. I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the know parents. the parents, mom and dad. Yes, or, or sometimes dad and dad, or and sometimes, sometimes mom, mom and mom. mom, or sometimes just mom, or sometimes just dad. Yeah, I know them. You know them. They send them their kids 
to get some fresh air in the summer every year. Mark is kind of a lazy guy, lazy kid. He like doesn't like to go out or do things and is just looking for the easy way out. He's a slow walker. He's just sort of a lazy, cool dude. And Jody says he only knows three words, cool, weird, and gross. Same. (laughs) And he likes comic books and video games, listening to music. And so it's Jody's job to sort of make sure he gets outside in the fresh air. The parents are get him fresh air. Even though, even though Jody's terribly allergic to everything. You know, about halfway through re-re- halfway through rereading this book, started to do my diction exercises before this red leather, yellow leather, blue you leather. You need unique New York. I'm a mother pheasant plucker. I pluck mother pheasants. I'm the most pleasant mother pheasant plucker who's ever plucked a mother pheasant. Wow, that's impressive. Thank you. Anyway, what was I saying? You were talking about how you didn't. You, oh, you this, weren't this sure allergy why. thing. I'm like, God, Dodie's sneezing a whole lot in this book. Like, what the are fuck? we calling her Dodie instead of Jody? <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Okay, fine. So Jody's like sneezing a lot or whatever, and I was like, Is this gonna be like something at the end where like the sneeze and is of like course important? It's something. At yeah. The end. So stay tuned, you guys. You'll you'll find out how, what what happens with the sneeze in like an hour. Okay. Okay. I know you're dying to know about the sneeze. Dying. So they're picked up at the train station by Stanley. Stuttering Stanley. Stuttering Stanley. Stuttering Stanley. He's about 40 to 45 years old. He has this big red ear. Carl Stein loves redheads. <laughs> A crew cut and sad brown puppy eyes. Same. And Jody says he's skinny like a noodle with oversized eyes. And Stanley works on the grandparents' farm. He's the hired man on the farm. And he isn't... Well, how do you explain Stanley? He's not very smart. So he's like kind of mentally challenged, but kind of not. But he's kind sort of, of like vaguely in the TV episode. They call him slow, which I, for some reason offends me. Does it? I think it's offensive. Okay. Have an opinion. Choose your choice. I'm realizing I don't want to be, but I'm realizing that I get offended. Really? Are you like a, like a easily offended old ninny? No, not quite. But I, I are you defensive? I'm not defensive. I get offended. Okay. And maybe that's just a phase, you know? See, I'm, Life is a phase I'm going I'm the through. opposite. I'm getting less and less offended by things. Maybe it's just, I don't know what it is. Fraternal twins. Maybe, because for a long time I felt like I wasn't. Yeah. Maybe you're making up for all the time that you weren't offended. Hmm. The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. So we're talking about The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. And Stanley, he's described as not working with 100 watts. Oh. oh, and I wrote down a bunch of quotes of things that he says to give you an idea of how what quirk, how quirky he Hashtag is. Hashtag Stanley quotes. This is one. He asks Jody, "How old are you now?" And Jody says, "I'm 12." Mark's and Mark's 11. And Stanley says, "That makes 23." Very good, Stanley. Very good. Stanley at one point says, "It's gonna get pretty hot today, unless it cools down." <laughs> True. At one point, Stanley says, "Mr. Mortimer, Mr. Mortimer doesn't work on his farm anymore." And Jody goes, why not? And he goes, because he died. That's my favorite so far. It's pretty cute. And Jody at one point says, the corn is so high already. Have you eaten any yet? And Stanley says, just at dinner. <laughs> I'm loving it. So he picks them up. They drive I back through you, the- love you, Stanley. Love you. They drive back through the country. They ri- drive through the country roads to the farm. They- There's a tiny little town <clears throat> along the way. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me clear my so when they get to the cornfields, Stanley said while they're driving, um, Mark's hanging out in literally the back. Yeah, of the he's pickup laying truck. down in the flatbed of the pickup truck, that staring like up at the sky. That makes me think of there's also a graphics novel version. of Yes, this. there's a Goosebumps graphics novel, just like last week, last episode. We had, um, and I want to clarify that literally it's called a graphics novel. Yeah, we know that it's graphic novel, but um, the, 
it's in the it's called a graphic. The one for the first the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight is actually genuinely very oh, very terrifying. It's so good. The artwork is very artwork is, is realistic so and real dark and, and twisted, and it looks kind of like watercolory. Angry. And, um, yeah, it's re- they do a good job. They do, they do a good job of of translating the so, book to graphics. Yes, and I I like this. I liked how the artist drew them driving Stanley. Recklessly driving through the country roads. Yeah, he and was bump, bump, bumping her on that country bumpkin road. So Stanley says, bump, bump, bump. "Stanley says to Jody, just casually looks over her and says, the scarecrow walks at midnight. I read it in the book.'" And Jody's like, "Wait, <laughs> I think the scarecrow walks at midnight is an absolute genius title for a book, and I and love it. I, know. I mean, I guess it probably should be the scarecrows walk at midnight, but I like, never thought that." The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight is, like, pretty legit. And just like every Goose Hunt's title makes a great band name. Or Tattoo. The, scare- the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight is a great, is a great band name. Yeah, great, great name of a band, right? Hey, yeah. we're going to go see Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Yeah. Swam. T-Swam. T-Swam. So they get to the farm, and Jody loves the farm. She loves the smell, the sounds, and the scary stories that Grandpa Kurt tells. I love Grandpa Kurt's scary stories. He tells it to burgers me stunk. And the chocolate chip pancakes that Grandma Miriam mm, Flapjacks, pea cakes. And they get there, and everything's great. And Mark complains, what about, you guys, you guys don't have cable. That means no MTV. I can't have my MTV. He also wears a Nirvana t-shirt in this. Or does Sticks wear one? I think Mark wears one. I mean, I stand for that he then. Can get it. Don't think I don't wear a Nirvana t-shirt all the time because I die. Aren't you wearing... No, I was going to say, are you wearing a Nirvana sweater right no, now? I'm not. Never mind. Honest so, mistake. I, I want to explain what... I want to describe Grandma and Grandpa to everybody. Are there any redheads in this book? Grandma is short and chubby, has a round face, surrounded by curly red hair, bright uh-huh. red, cartoon red, with square-shaped glasses, and she loves to wear big, roomy house dresses. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Grandpa Kurt is tall and broad-shouldered. He's handsome. He has wavy, white, thick hair that he wets and slicks down flat on his head. He has sparkly blue eyes and some white stubble, and he's wearing a long sleeve red and green plaid shirt buttoned all the way up with baggy jeans and white suspenders i i have to i i actively thought about what grandpa kurt and grandma miriam Miriam. looked at looked like several times while reading this because i need to visualize satisfaction and there's a lot of color and things going on i i'm really into them yeah so they have lunch it's i mean like grandma miriam like dyes her hair right she's i don't know She's got to, I think. That's what I was thinking. She's got to. Because Arlstein can't be having a book without no redhead in it. Girl, that's the truth. Uh-huh. Toot toot. Jane Stein, where you at? Where you at? Where they do that at? Where they do that at? Where, where they doty at? Hit her where she doty at. Hit her where she jody at. <laughs> Hit her where she zodiac. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get back to the book, Daniel. So, Jody. So, they have lunch and... Jody starts to notice that both grandparents seem quieter and slower and maybe just older. I'm offended that you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's limp is Sorry, worse. Dan, was that the last straw? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my lifelong dream, my lifelong dream to be at a restaurant or somewhere <laughs> and there be one straw left and to pick it up and say out loud to everyone at the restaurant, this is the last straw. <laughs> And if you think I'm kidding, you don't know me at all. Yeah, that's true. If you don't know me by now, then you'll never, ever, ever (laughs) doty. So so, uh, at lunch, Grandma mentions that um, Stanley will have to show you the scarecrows. Grandma brings it up. 
And Stanley says, I made them. The book, it told me how. And they're like, oh, oh, cool. <laughs> and Grandpa Kurt obviously tries to, tries to change the subject. It's an odd subject to bring up. Okay, so basically it brings up the idea that, like, Stanley fucks with this superstition book, like, the whole time. In this, yes. In this whole book. He's always he's always fucking with this book. And, like, we we there's never really addressed It doesn't explain what, what the book is, the book, what it says, what it, what it, what like it even looks anything. like. He just and you has know what? Some... I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I, don't I never need questioned to... it. I don't want the backstory ruined, like, telling us where Michael Myers came from because then you ruin it. Yeah, that's a bunch of trash. Yeah, then you absolutely ruin it and remakes like Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever. So like, don't even like tell us about the Superstition book because I actually don't need to know. I don't need it. So Stanley gives them a tour of the farm as uh, every time, every summer when they get there, Stanley gives them a tour, even though they've done a hundred a time. A hundred a a hundred a time. It's tradition. 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 So they're walking around. There's a flower garden in the back of the house. There's a big old backyard with a barn that needs some painting. And then there's a house next to the cornfield where Stanley and his son Styx live. Yeah, you heard that right. His son's name is Styx. Styx went to town for some supplies or something. Riding on a pony. That's what Stanley says. Stanley says, Stanley says yeah, he went to town, went to town riding on a pony. <laughs> Hilarious. And Jody notices, you know, just Sticks like Sticks is 16, by the way. Sticks is 16. Which is an age that we do not have in Goosebumps books very often. We don't. It's true. We never have. Sweet 16, gonna spread my wings. It's my chance to shine, sweet 16. Yeah, you're only 16. Yeah. You poor little thing. Poor little thing. That goes right into Sunday morning. It right does. Right into Sunday morning. You guys, these are like not even deep cut references to Hillary Duff and No Doubt. Okay, Ehenny. So Jody notices all the scarecrows in, at, like Grandma Miriam had They's everywhere. They're, in, there used to be just one, but now there are 12 scarecrows. Count them 12. And just we'll, like the tentacles on the squid thing that attacked Billy in Deep Trouble. That's correct so very good and we'll, we'll talk about what they look like in just a sec so they they walk into the field and stanley pulls off an ear of corn to see if it ready see if it's ready you know for for popping poppin. brought some corns for popping and jody screams and it's because the worm the ear of corn is brown and covered in hundreds of wiggling worms makes me feel sick i feel very sick in the graphics novel the picture of that wormy corn made me feel sick i hate it makes me hate that I just said that. I was watching I'll Be Home for Christmas last night with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. On Jessica, Netflix? Yes, and Jessica Biel. And there's a moment. Netflix and chill. And there is a scene where Jonathan Taylor Thomas is riding in a car with three. Mm, Wise men? Four old ladies. One of the, and, and there's one of the old ladies is the teacher from Hocus Pocus. And she. Really? And there there's a point where one of the old ladies' teeth, fake teeth, her fake teeth An fall old out. story. Yes, right. John Taylor Thomas has to put um, an old lady's dentures back in her mouth. And then a, a another old woman that's riding the car with him asks him if he wants a gherkin and throws a, a, like a mason jar full of pickle brine at him. And he throws up in the car. What? And, and the old warning. lady that the actress that played the teacher from Hocus Pocus says, oh, he just yammied in my handbag. <laughs> 
So, and they, 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 he's hitchhiking. They're like, Sounds you got, like a fucking nightmare. They're like, you got, like, you got to get out of this car. He just yammied in my handbag. Yammied? Yeah. So if they, I ever have to reference that ever again, throwing up or vomiting, I'm just going to call it yammied. Yeah. So Jody saw that ear of wiggly corn and said, I'm going to yammy all over my handbag. <laughs> yammy all in my handbag. Oh, wow. And, but, but Stanley sees this and says, bad luck. Very bad luck. The book says so. My oh, no. superstition book. And... Jody can tell that he's he seems super upset about this, and something seems definitely seems off about Stanley this year. Yeah, everything seems weird this summer. And while they're in the the cornfield, I think this is such an interesting note that that our all makes a couple times. This, he says that the stalks creak and groan. Yeah, they do creak and stalks. So Jody's like, "Well, I want to see one of the scarecrows." So we see this one of the scarecrows. Tell and, me and what it looks like. So it's a. Uh, 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 the scarecrow's wearing a black coat stuffed with straw, arms sticking out stiffly, a faded burlap bag for a head with evil eyes and a menacing frown painted with black paint on it. A battered old-fashioned hat on its head, and it stands tall over the top of the corn. And I think this is... Uh, this this bugged me. This bugged my bug a little bit. What she talks about how tall the scarecrow is. Yeah. But then Mark reaches up and gives it a high five. I'm like, uh, how tall is Mark? Oh, that's some bullshit. And at one point, they pull a hat off of one of the scarecrows. I'm like, how? Isn't it tall? Like, isn't this Jeepers Creepers? Where'd you get them peepers? B plus to a B at this point. Wow. Wow. So Stanley says the book told them told him how to make the scarecrows. And then he says again, the scarecrow walks at midnight. The book told me how to make them walk. I make them walk, I make Jody. Them walk. I made them walk, made last, them walk week. last week. And then he says to Jody, and, and now, now I'm, I'm the, the boss. boss. I'm, I'm the captain, captain now. And then all of a sudden, a scarecrow reaches for Jody's throat. No, my throat. <gasps> and then it turns out it was just Sticks. <laughs> River Sticks. Sticks had grabbed one of the scarecrow's arms and pretended to choke Jody. Sticks and stones. How tall is this scarecrow? And he says, "You skitty kid, you skitty kids, you, little you city kids scare so easy. <laughs> you city kids scare so easy." And Stanley keeps saying, "I can make them walk. I did it. It's all in the book. I can make them walk. I I can make them walk. I I." And st- let's describe let's describe Sticks. He's sixteen with long skinny arms and legs. He has long black hair past his shoulders, tight muscle shirts, and dirty jeans. And Sticks loves to tease them. And Stanley says, "Be nice. The corn has ears, you know." There are spirits in the field. See, so far this is pretty good. It's, I think it's really good. And Stick says, Stick says to his dad, you spend too much time with that superstition book. Dad. And then he, and then he quickly says to Jody, things are different here. And Stanley bum, glares bum. at Sticks. La, 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 la. Pretty good. So that night at dinner, again, Ooh, Grandpa and Grandma, time. Grandma, and Gra- Grandma and Grandpa seem a little different. And because Grandpa always has these funny stories to tell and jokes, but he's so quiet and everything seems tense. And only Stanley seems happy. What? No. So after dinner, they're sitting in the living room. Grandpa's in his rocking chair. Grandma's in her Grandma chair. Grandma in her kerchief, throwing out the sash or whatever that fucking thing is. Sure. And while in the living room, Jody comments that there's a eight foot stuffed bear in the living room. By the oh, way, oh okay, great. That Grandpa shot it and saved a bunch of people's lives or something. And a killer bear, he says, mm-hmm. and stuffed the bear, and it's just standing in their living room. Yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe that'll come back later. Maybe. And, I don't know. So Jody and My Mark, allergies. Jody and Mark are like, Grandpa, Grandpa, please tell us a scary story. Grandpa, please to tell us the scary story. How about that one about the headless boy in the closet or even a new one? And Grandpa looks back at them. <laughs> I want to hear that one. Grandpa looks at them and, and... I haven't had a headless boy in my closet since Saturday. Ooh, Grandpa looks back at them and then looks at Stanley and then says, I'm kind of tired. Think uh, I'll just go to bed. I, I don't, don't really, really know, know any stories. stories. 
And then he just stands up and goes to bed. Do what? What is going on? I don't know. Something's up with Jack. So that night, upstairs, Jody in her own little room, in her own little corner, in her own little chair. She can be whatever she, she wants, wants to be. be. I'm so, going drawing a blank in the lyrics. It's probably a good thing because then I would start singing and not stop. Yeah, we really, we really won't get to anything else if we start singing. Okay, that. that's good. Now I feel better. So jo- that night, Jody stares at the window at the moon and the cornfield and the apple tree, and then she sees that the scarecrow's. I'm a huntress on an African <laughs> safari. It's I'm a dangerous man. sort of sport, and yet it's fun. Shit, I can't remember. The quarry. But I, I, I forgot to bring my god. I am alone. I, I know. It's, no, I, I love the. I, I'm a girl. Men go mad for love. Loves a game we I can play with, with a pure cool and confident kind of laugh. Just as long as I stay in my own little corner, all alone in my own little. Chair. That was okay. It was okay. We've done better. We've done better. So she starts. When she, you know better, you do better. When someone shows you who they are, things believe them the first time. Things don't get easier. You, you just, just get, get better. better. So she sees the scarecrows and they're starting to twitch. Make them itch. Make them twitch. I'm feeling the itch again. I want to get tricked again. I need to get tweaked again. <laughs> so she sees that their seven ar- year itch. She sees that their arms are jerking. Their heads are lurching forward all the same time. All twelve of them. Same. And she, it looks as if they're trying to pull themselves off their stakes. And she calls to Mark, who runs there in separate Mark, rooms. Mark, Mark, please. And she says, Mark, Mark, they're moving. And he says, it's just the wind. But then he looks in closer and says, oh, my God, they are moving. We have to tell Grandma and Grandpa. This is genuinely very scary. It is. Yes. So they uh, run to Grandma and Grandpa's room, and the door's closed, and the lights are off, and they seem to be asleep. So they say, that, they say we'll just wait till morning. But, yeah, we'll just go back to bed. Yeah. Scarecrows weren't moving or anything. Not all twelve of them. Who cares? Don't even worry. Jody, Good night. Jody decides just to lock her lock her window just to be safe. Same. So in the morning they go downstairs. This is Mark is wearing a Nirvana t shirt. That's correct. Okay. And they're so excited about those pancakes that they even forgot about the scarecrows. Who cares? Give me the pancakes. I think I like waffles better than I like pancakes. Oh my god, definitely. But there's all those nooks and crannies that you can put the syrup and butter in and strawberry jam. Mmm, English muffin. I love buttery waffles. And pancakes are pretty good too, but I think I like waffles more than I like pancakes. I like them both. I think it depends, you know? Like, I'm Chocolate chip pancakes sound, sound too sweet for me right now. I'm like to- not totally here for Belgian waffles sometimes. Um, I'm here for like the waffles that we have on like Christmas morning or whatever. Yeah. Like just like straight up legit waffles. I don't know. I feel like Belgian waffles are too sweet for me right now. How do you feel about cornflakes? Um, so they get, they get to the breakfast table and there ain't no pancakes nowhere. Instead, they're just a bunch of cornflakes and their grandma. Why do we have cornflakes? I didn't pay all this money for cornflakes. And she looks at Stanley and she says, um, I stopped making them. They're too fattening. And Stanley Old says... Old bitch. Stanley says, nothing like a good bowl of cornflakes in the morning. Stanley. <sighs> so they tell Grandpa, their Grandpa, the Scarecrows walked at midnight last Scare- night. Grandpa, the Scarecrows. And Stanley immediately looks at Grandpa and says, it had to be the wind. Oh, no. Gr- Stanley immediately looks at Grandpa and Grandpa says... No, no, no. I got that right the first time. Stanley says, it had to be the wind. It had to be the wind blowing them around. And Grandpa said, "Did you? are you sure? And Stanley says, yep, it yeah, was the wind. Yeah, it was the wind. 
They weren't moving in and twitching at their stakes. And Stanley's ears turned red. He said, yeah, yeah, they, they move in the wind. And then immediately Grandma says, well, it's going to be a sunny day today. Something's <laughs> going on, Daniel. I don't know what's going on, but and something jo- weird's jo- happening with Grandma and Grandpa. And Jody says, but the scarecrows and, and Krampus. Grandma shuts it. Grandpa shuts it down and says, looks like it's going to be a real pretty day. What? It's all about the subtext here. It truly is. So Mark and Stanley decide to go fishing, and Jody says, maybe you and I can have the day, spend the day together, Grandma. And then she turns around and, and looks the, and sees that Grandma's hand is made of straw. What? No, straw hand. And then she realizes, oh, no, wait. Grandma's hand isn't made of straw. She was just holding a broom and pulling <laughs> lint off of it. I died laughing when I was when I read that part. I turned and looked at the camera, and I rolled my eyes. That was so ridiculous. So funny. And but that back. is one of the reasons why I love these books. Me too. One of the reasons why. You're the reason why. Hooba stank. So we're about halfway through the book. Score. And so actually what happens is Mark and Jody and Stanley decide to go fishing in the woods behind the cornfield. Gone fishing. And before they walk into the woods, they walk around the barn three times because it's good luck according to Stanley's superstition book. Okay. So in more superstition stuff, Stanley picks up a pine cone at one point and says uh, he says a, sha- a pine cone on the shady side means a long winter and it's sticky, which is good luck. Great. I, I gave this like 20 seconds of thought because I was like a pine cone on the shady side. What does that even mean? I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. Anyway. So they go fishing in the creek. And while they're fishing, a scarecrow hand in the water grabs Jody's ankle. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it turns out it wasn't a scarecrow's hand. It was just weeds. Now, one of the reasons why this book goes from a B plus to a B. One of the it, reasons it, why. One of the reasons why. And then it kind of tumbles down to a B minus a little Tumbleweed. bit. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. Tumble down farms. That's a, that's a, uh, that is a uh, Goosebumps number four from the Goosebumps Horrorland series. The Scream of the Haunted Mask reference for those of you who understand literally all of our references. Um, tumble down farms. Um, that's where this book kind of loses me a little bit because it's really light on plot and heavy on fake out scares. Fake out scares that I feel like we're just wasting time to get to the goods. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So Stanley says, "Well, Jody falls into the water, and Stanley says, oh, I didn't bring a towel. I'm so sorry, Jody. I didn't know you wanted to swim. Totally genuinely, which I think is funny. I and, love sticks. And Jody decides to go dry off in the grass while Mark and Stanley go around the corner. Doesn't sound very dry to me. And then she hears some rustling and branches snapping in the woods, and she thinks, is somebody trying to scare her? I hope so. And she says, sticks, I'm really tired of your dumb tricks. And then she looks and sees it ain't sticks, but it's a scarecrow just standing in the woods. That's frightening. Bulging dark coat, old black fedora, faded burlap sack head, and evil eyes. And Jody tries to scream, but no sound comes out. Oh no, no sound come out. And then all of a sudden, Stanley grabs her shoulder, and Mark is there too. And they said they heard her calling and screaming. So why are you screaming? She says, I saw a scarecrow. It was walking. But then when she points, nothing is there. Go figure. And she says, I saw it. I saw it. And Stanley gets very scared and says, this is bad. I have to read the book. And then immediately sprints back toward the house. <sighs> Stanley. So Jody runs after him and then tells Mark to grab the fishing poles. And Mark's like, ugh. And she's, you know, she's scared as she runs through the field past the scarecrows. And she sees Stanley run into his little house and decides, all right, I'm going to find Grandpa Kurt and get, get the real tea and figure out what the deal is. Grandpa. But then she sees somebody moving inside the barn and then thinks it's probably Grandpa and runs inside and it's completely dark inside the barn. And as soon as she gets inside the barn, she hears a rumbling and... The, don't the barn doors slam shut? Yes. And she's locked in. Yes, she's locked in the barn. So she's just in the dark in this barn. She starts to hear a scritch, scritch, well, scritch. Yes. Well, she starts pounding, let me out, let me out. And then she hears a scratch, scratch, scratch. 
Yeah, I skipped the part where she pounded and said, let me out. Good thing you brought that up. Wow. Hey, listeners, do you do you want the details? Do you want do you want the work that I've put in? <laughs> okay. I want to paint a picture. Okay, Daniel, paint a picture, okay. Jody's Jody's a final girl. She's pounding and trying to get out. She is. Scritch. So, well, why don't you take over? You're dying to talk about your scratching. Okay, so then it, she hears that scritch and scratch, and she screams, Who's there? Please, please don't. Leave me alone. But she hears it coming closer and closer, and she backs against the wall and then runs into something and realizes it's a ladder. And she crawls up to this little hayloft, her heart pounding, and then she remembers that there's this tiny little loft window facing out the front. And it looks down. And just as she look out and see, and there's like a rope that's like dangling yes, from the window. Yes, ro- there's a rope that they used to, that she and Mark used to like swing down from the hayloft or whatever. It makes when you think were... of Friday the 13th Part 3. This makes you, yeah, a lot of this makes you think of Friday the 13th Part 3. I'm, I'm really here for that. That's good. That's real nice. That's a Friday the 13th Part 3 reference. It is. That's why I said it. <laughs> Okay, you can continue with your notes now, Daniel. So she look, she peeks out of the little loft window and sees a scarecrow standing in front of the barn. Yeah, black hat, black coat, standing out front, and she screams. And then it 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 it, it jerks when it hears her scream, and then r- starts to run around the side of the barn, hobbling on its straw legs, its arms flapping at its sides. One thing I love about um, just the scarecrows in general as a terrori- terrifying like monster. You know, like we have like the mud monsters fr- from Muddy Creek and we have, you know, like all kinds of demons and stuff like that. But scarecrows are so silent. Yes. You can't like, when you're watching the TV episode, you can like feel like the sound editors wanting to put in like a roar or a scream or something like that. But, but they're they just scritch and scratch. They're just silent killers that come come towards you, staring at you blankly, and all you hear is the scritch and scratch of straw. I love it. I'm so into it. I do too. So Jody decides to take charge. She she's scared that it's a scarecrow, but she she wants to figure out what the deal is. So she swings Final down girl. from the rope, swings all the way down, and cuts her hands, her cold, wet hands on the rope on the way down. Ouch! And runs around to the side of the bar. No scarecrow goes around the back and then runs into sticks. Sticks. Sticks wearing a faded purple muscle shirt showing off how skinny he is and faded denim jeans slashed at the knees. Hair in a pony. And then she realizes, oh, wait. It was sticks. It, it was sticks, sticks the whole the- time. It was sticks by the river. It was sticks moving them at night. And it was sticks just now. And sticks says, it wasn't me. And then he runs off to find Stanley. Uh, he runs to find Stanley. And J- Jody says, your dad is terrified and. There's yeah. a lot of running away, too. It's like, oh, no, someone's scared. I got to go run after them. And Stanley uh, Stick says, he could do something terrible. So uh, Sticks also says, don't mention the scarecrows to Grandma, to gra- and, grandpa. grandma and Grandpa. Because Jody's like, I know it's you. I know it was you. And he's like, was it me? He says, don't mention it to your grandparents. And <clears throat> so later that night at dinner, Stanley's reading his, stup- su- his stuperstition book out loud under his breath. Stuperstition. And for dessert, they have cherry pie. But Grandma always makes apple pie. You like cherry pie? And they're like, Grandma, why are we have, why do we have cherry pie? And Grandma says, um, it, well, it's too early in the year for apples. And they say, but isn't Grandpa Kurt allergic to cherries? And Grandma, Grandpa says, everyone loves cherry pie. Isn't that right, Stanley? It's my favorite, Stanley says. Grandma Miriam always makes my favorite. So again that night, Grandpa can't think of any stories. I can't think of any. Jody goes to bed that night thinking about sticks. <laughs> she says he can go jump in the creek for all I care. Stick, sticks can go jump in the creek. 
So that night she has trouble falling asleep, and Same. as she's falling asleep, she hears a scratching and a low moan. She hears a scritching and a scratching. <laughs> <laughs> and a low moan. Boom. She hears a low moan. I can't like recreate a scritching, scratching noise. I'm all out of hay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Ooh. And then she sees a dark head appear in the window, and then a torso pulling itself into her room. Keep in mind, she's on the second floor. This is so frightening. And she tries to get up, but lands hard on her elbows, elbows and knees. No, just on her elbows. Oh. Oh. <laughs> she lands hard on her elbows. And she sees that it's Grandpa Kurt. She says, Grandpa, what are you doing here? And you could have taken the stairs. And then she sees that he has a twisted black frown. No. And he reaches up his, his, reaches up his arms, and they're only straw. His hands are made of straw. No, only straw hands. And his eyes are cold and dead. No. And he reaches her and tries to choke her, and she runs towards the door. Grandpa. And she runs to the door, and Grandma Miriam is oh, at the door. Oh, thank God you're here, Gran- Grandma Miriam. Save me from Scarecrow Grandpa. But then she sees that Grandma Miriam's face is painted on. Her glasses, her eyes, her mouth, her big round nose. No, no. She's a scarecrow, too. Oh, please. <laughs> Just a dream. A frightening dream. Some of the scariest parts in Goosebumps books are the dreams that they have. You know, it's so consistent that the, the protagonist has a scary dream, and I like that. Keep it up. Keep keep it up. Keep keep, keep it up. up. Keep Slap keep it up. Thighs. I like when they put the dream stuff in the TV episodes too. Yeah, say. So she wakes up, and this, and it's the morning. And that day, Jody and Mark decide to ride Betsy and Maggie, the old gray horses that are on the oh, farm. These old gray mares just ain't what they used to be. <laughs> So they're riding the horses past the cornfield when they when all of a sudden a grinning scarecrow jumps into their path and scares the horses. Here we go again. No, here we go into again into like like we were talking about with deep trouble where I don't know Billy gets bitten by a shark because Jody fucking falls off the horse bungs her head and Mark breaks his wrist. Yeah, Mark thinks he breaks his wrist and doesn't everything go black and then everything goes Well, this is what happens again. Jody falls off of Betsy, her mare. Betsy Wetsy. Night (laughs) And the sky, she says the sky turned bright red then deep, deep, endlessly deep black which sounds like the nap I had this afternoon. (laughs) Black is black. And then she finally comes to and is in a daze and can hear Mark and Mark goes, I broke my wrist. And when Jody focuses her eyes, she sees a bony scarecrow hand reaching for her. That doesn't make no sense. I know. I wrote that down because I thought it didn't make no sense. Okay. Don't scarecrows have ha- scarecrows have hands of straw? Yeah, they just have they literally have straw hands. And don't scarecrows have hands of crow? Oh, yeah. So she realized that the bony hand isn't a scarecrow, it's Stanley. And Stanley saw the scarecrow jump out at them, and he's freaking out. And he was like, we, we've got to get out of here. He jumps on Maggie with Mark, with Mark with his broken wrist. And Mark thinks he broke his wrist. Yeah, he thinks he broke his wrist. And he rides back with him. Who knows where Betsy is? And oh, Betsy ran off. She ran off to the barn by herself because she was so scared. Mm-hmm. She was so ghosted by that scarecrow coming to life. So Jody kicks that scarecrow. She's like, could have been killed. I know it was you, Sticks. You're Stop a bitch. it. Let me just turn my phone on airplane. Airplane. No. What, what did what did Siri think you said? I I don't know. Some I don't know. It's an airplane mode now. I'm the captain. now. I'm the captain now. So at lunch, Mark nurses his sprained wrist. Jody tells Grandma. It's Grandma, sprained. It's not broken, folks. We, 
So Jody tells Grandma and Grandpa about Sticks. Sticks has been trying to scare me. They say, no, no, no. He just likes to have fun. <laughs> it's just him. He just likes to have fun. He's not trying to hurt you. <laughs> Sticks is always saying stuff like, you, you city kids scare so easy. You city kids, you done scare so easy. So that afternoon, Mark is lying on... Uh, in front of the TV and Finally, Mark it. just has an excuse not to do anything. And he's loving it. And Jody decides to tell Sticks what she thinks of him. Yeah, I'm gonna give you peace of my mind, Sticks. So she, he's not at the guest house. She goes to the barn to see if he's there, sneezing and all that hay. She sees a pile of old <sighs> coats and some empty burlap sacks with faces painted on them. And she realizes, oh, these, this is how Stanley makes the scarecrows. Yes, this is where they're made. And then she also sees a bunch of torches with kerosene. Yeah, oh well. And then she hears a noise and turns around and it sticks and he's walking towards her. He said, I warned you. I warned you. I warned you to go back to the city. I warned you to go back to the city. And Jody you says, I know what is. you've been doing, Sticks. This is the second time she's said this to Sticks, by the I way. I know, right? That's, and Give me a plot. And why, right as she says that, Stanley shows up at the barn and seems really scared. And then... What else is new? And... Uh, Runs off and Sticks ends up running off with his dad because Stanley goes, uh, we, The s- tractor's ready. And Jody's like, I know he's lying. I know we've got to figure out a plot here. I know it sticks. I know we have to find a plot. And he's got to pay. So that night, Mark and Jody sneak into the barn and dress Mark as a scarecrow. To I scare know. Sticks. Mark, dress up as a scarecrow to scare Sticks. Yeah, that's what we'll do. He scared us so badly. Let's scare him back. So they sneak out into the cornfield to steal a hat because there are no Achoo. hats. Achoo. And they hear some rustling and it turns out it's just a squirrel. Okay, it's just, cool. Just a squirrel in the cornfield. Uh-huh. And again, Marlstein makes that note that the, in the middle of the night, the corn stalks are, are creaking and groaning. In the middle of the night, so, I go walking in the street. I was walking in, in my sleep. I go walking in my sleep. So Mark, Mark hides out in the the cornfield, and Jody decides to go get sticks and tell them. Now you she, just stay here, Mark. Even though you're literally covered in hay, I don't know how you can see through this shit. He says he says he can't see, and that it's super itchy. Oh. And she goes to the guest house. This is at, keep in mind <clears throat> this is in the middle of the night, you guys. And at midnight, the scarecrow's about to walk, and she sees that the a light is on, and she's like, "Oh gosh, the I don't scarecrow wanna... fucks at midnight." <laughs> Matthew and I one time went through all of the Goosebumps titles. <laughs> And gave them. Oh, we've done. We did. We did on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so early. What what was the one that made? Stay out of my butthole. Stay out of my butthole is the funniest one I can. This is the funniest thing I can think of in my life. Say cheese and fuck. (laughs) Say cheese and fuck. What was it? Monster bitch. We could. The scarecrow fucks at midnight is definitely. The scarecrow fucks at midnight is. It's amazing. Do you see what I I saved it as? The scarecrow fuck at midnight. The scarecrow fucks at midnight. Yeah. What what was go eat worms? Go eat dicks. Ghost speech was ghost bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, if you can come up with a nasty, dirty Goosebumps title, send it to us. Send it to welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. Uh huh. We'll read it next episode. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Explicit. Yeah. So she when she gets to the house, she's not like, oh. cheering anymore. She says, I don't want to scare Stanley, but I want to scare Sticks. But she decides to knock anyway. And as she's knocking, she sees Marcus coming out of the cornfield towards her. Mark. His arm pointing towards her. She says, Go back, you're gonna ruin it. And then she realizes something seems weird about Mark. And Mark walks up to her, grabs her shoulders, and she, silently and she looks into his into his black eyes and sees it ain't Mark. So she starts Ooh. screaming and screaming. Sticks opens the door, throws the scarecrow, scarecrow off of her, and it just lies there with its blank expression. And she screams, who is that? Who is that? And Sticks tears off the scarecrow's head. And there's just straw underneath. There's it's, no line. There's no line There's no here. line here. Sticks says, I warned you. 
He says, la- he said last week, Stanley used the book to bring them to life. And he refused to put them back to sleep until grandma and grandpa stopped laughing at him and did everything he wanted. Ooh. And he says that, now, that... now this is some plot. And this is some good shit. So... He said, "I won't. I, I brought them to life, and I won't. I won't turn. I, I won't put them back to sleep until you do everything I want." And they say, "Okay, we'll do everything you want." And then he put them back to sleep. But the problem is, some of them still seem to be alive, and they didn't go. Some didn't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. There aren't many rules here about exactly why. And yeah, how. don't get too caught up in that. So that's so. This is what's been going on. Now we understand what the whole thing is. Yeah, I love it. And Stanley appears at the door, sees the scarecrow on the ground. He's like, "Oh no!" Stanley freaks out again. He says, "I must take charge." And he says, I'm, he, he, he says, he's like, I got to get my book and I need to read the chance again to officially bring them all back to life so I can control them, which I don't know. What's if that's so the great best kind thing. of about to me about this superstition book is we never hear the chance or ne- you never hear what is said. And I still have no idea the book, the book. I mean, the TV episode fucks with it a little bit, but the book itself never references what exactly is said in this book. Or if it's just like a Karoo, 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 Loma, Malanu, Yeah. So Stanley runs out into the cornfield and, you know, Jody and Six run after him. And Stanley come back. Stanley stop freaking out. And, and, and as he's running back, in, as they run into the cornfield, Mark comes out and scares Stanley even more. Yeah. Like a terrible timing. And he starts screaming, the scarecrows walk. They walk. And Mark's like, did we blow it? Is the joke over? So they all run after him into the cornfield. Jody's sneezing her tits off because she's allergic to everything. A two. She's, she trips in a small hole and lands hard, hard on, on her, her knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's fallen on her elbows and knees. Yeah. Yeah, Check. she has. Clean. I see you, Jovial Bob. Okay, okay. So they follow Stanley. I like it, Cody. I like it. I like it. So they follow the sound of Stanley chanting at the top of his lungs. Oh, my God. Chanty. Shandy. And they get into a clearing. They follow him into a clearing where there's two scarecrows on poles in front of them. And Stanley is reading. They're working on those poles. (laughs) What? What? They got to get through law school. Mm, Like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. It is due tonight. Shit. I know. I'm screwed. Oh, I'm screwed. So Styx freezes, literally like magically freezes while Stanley is chanting. A look of terror on his face. And as soon as Stanley's done chanting, Styx can move again. And, and... which, which I think is an interesting magical touch. I do too. And then Stanley says, they're going to walk. They're all going to walk now. And they wait and wait. And nothing happens. And Stanley's really disappointed. He said, I must have ru- read the wrong chant when all of a sudden they hear the, they hear the, a scritching and a scratch. Scratch, 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 scratch. And then the uh, scarecrow's eyes light up. That makes sense because the eyes were painted on. And they move their heads and they squirm off their poles. Same. And they, and I think this is cute. They stretch like they've been sleeping forever. I love how they're silently squiggling and stretching. Ooh, this is getting good. And Jody and Mark are scared and Sticks tells totally. them to run. Run. So they, they run back to the house. And they see that Gma and G Paul are standing outside behind the house because they know shit is up because they heard people young and screaming and their worst fears have come true. The scarecrows are back. And I love that Grandpa's wearing overalls over his PJs. That's cute. I love Grandma's like flannel robe. I want one for Christmas. Are you listening, Rosemary? Are you Ooh. listening? So they... Uh, nice list. They're like, oh no, oh no. Are they, are they walking? Who made Stanley mad? And why is Mark dressed as a scarecrow? Oh yeah, and also why is Mark dressed as a scarecrow? It's funny to think this whole time he's wearing a ridiculous scarecrow costume that he can't see out of, and he is 
So funny. So Sticks and Stanley run out of Sticks and Stones, um, bombs in your blows. Stakes and Stone. Did I tell you about that? One time Wilmer was texting Demi and was was trying to tell her Sticks and Stones may break your bones, but words can never hurt you. But instead what he texted was... Stakes and stone, like like stakes, like S T A K E S. He said stakes and stone. He goes, "Hey, oh, is my baby stakes and stone?" And Demi showed it to me. And we died laughing, and that's become like one of our inside jokes. If something happens, we look at each other and go, "Well, stakes and stone." <laughs> God bless you, Omar. He's so sweet. I know. So, um, where was I? So, um, Sticks and Stanley run out of the cornfield, and they're freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. Stanley's like, they won't obey me. They won't obey me. And then following them are 12 scarecrows. Here they come. Stalking, lurching, stumbling, tumbling, The scarecrows are out. walking at midnight, you guys. Black eyes glowing. Uh-huh. That sure. makes lots of sense. Arms outstretched coming towards them. Silently. Oh, it's so creepy. And they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And uh, and all of a sudden, Jody sneezes. And like... I was expecting some shit to go down because it's a chapter break. And she says something like, this is sneeze that changed everything or whatever. I was like, oh, I forgot what happens here. Like, give it to me. Give it to me. Good. Pinch. Yeah, it's like a pinch, like a One Day at Horrorland pinch. Yeah. So she sneezes and she's standing next to Mark and Mark sort of flinches, like sort of jumps back because the sneeze scares him. Yeah. And when he does that, all the scarecrows jump as well. Yeah. And When I move, you move. Just like that. And Jody tells Mark, Jody kind of is like, what, what, what just happened? So she goes, Mark, raise your right hand. And then all the scarecrows raise their right hand. Hands. Uh, uh-huh. You're right. And then she says, raise both of your hands. And then the scarecrows ra- raise both of their hands. Then they play a little Simon Says, a little Scarecrow Says. <laughs> and they deduce that. They think uh, they, they think caduce. Mark caduce caduce that Mark is their leader, and they're like, okay, great. He can con- Mark can control them, but how do we, how does he get them back on their poles? So jo- Jody says, we can just kill them. Just take off your head. Mark. I know how to get them back on the poles. Tell them that the rents do. <laughs> <laughs> so Jody, um, that just offended me. It did it really. No. <laughs> So Jody, Jody says, "Take off your scarecrow head. Take off your pants and jacket. Uh, take off your shirt and tell us." And she says, "They'll take off their heads and they'll take off their heads and they'll all die." Yeah, good idea actually. So he takes off his head and then they wait. Nothing happens and then the scarecrows all take off their heads. So now we're fucking with some headless scarecrows, you guys. And that's in, who we fucks instead with. of instead of the scarecrows falling down and dying, they keep walking forward <gasps> and they put up both of their arms and. And Mark like tr- keeps trying different things, like waving his arms, and they stop following him, and they don't follow him so anymore. So now we got twelve headless scarecrows coming. The thing is, like, they're like coming towards the house, they're coming towards the family. But what are they going to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, Hug them t- well, this is what they start to do. Yeah. I think this is so scary. Yeah. So they form a circle around the family, which Turn I don't know why the turn. family just don't run inside the house. I don't know either. But they form a circle around the, ha- the family, and one starts. One of the scarecrows starts scratching Jody's face. And the other scarecrows grab grab Mark and smother him and just push press their yeah, bodies against him. Yeah, they kind of him. like take Jody's head and push it against their their scare their scarecrow breast. Yes, yes. One one pulls her into its chest. Surprisingly, oh no, they're strong. gonna hug me. Itchy hugs. Itchy hugs. I'm allergic. Oh no no no. She's no, 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 no. surprisingly strong, smothering her into its 
sour smelling chest. Oh, and she geez. manages to pull her head free to take a, a suck in some oxygen. And she sees two balls of light coming towards her, and it sticks, carrying torches. Oh, the torches that we saw in the barn. And he starts swinging them like baseball bats. And the scarecrows immediately back off, and they all catch on fire. Oh, wow. And I think this is just gorgeous and fascinating. And Arl says, Arl Stein, because Arl Stein says they all burn silently, twisting and writhing, and then they fall on their backs. I'm telling you, like the like the the special twist for me of this whole thing is the idea how silent these killers are. I think or it's huggers. so cool. I do too. And they're Ooh, all good. they all burn to the ground. And Grandma says it's over, and ne- and Stanley says never again. Never again. So the next day, that afternoon, Mark is out in, a ha- is in the hammock reading a comic book. Typical. Everything's back to normal. Styx is out getting mail. Grandma and Grandpa are sleeping. Old. Stanley's in the kitchen reading his book, murmuring softly. He says, I promise to never try to bring them back to life. I won't even read the part about scarecrows. And you're like, yeah, that good. Don't. Yeah. And Jody's sitting on the couch in the living room, and she's just sitting there living her life. And she looks over, and remember that that giant bear? Yeah, that, like, eight-foot bear? Well, she sees that its eyes start to blink. And then it starts to lick its lips and step, step off its platform. And then it snarls and paws the air with its enormous claws, its stomach growling. And Jody says, Stanley... Stanley, what chapter have you been reading? Speaking of reading, let me read the first paragraph and the last paragraph. Let me be your star. Uh, the first paragraph and the last paragraph of The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Hey, Jody, wait up. Stanley? I called in a tiny high voice. Stanley, what chapter have you been reading? <laughs> Fun. I can't, maybe I give it a B. Maybe I give it a B. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Okay, Cody, I like it. Okay. So it's fun. It's fun. I wish it were a little funner. I think the uh, the scarecrows are like a total blast, but we kind of just dawdle and doodle around the middle of the book. Yeah. Like, just give me the goods. Now let's talk about the TV episode. Fox Kids, beware. I was alive. How can I be alive? Lock your doors. Stay inside. Because the scarecrow walks at midnight. Look out for an all-new Goosebumps next Saturday at 9 a.m. on Fox Kids. It's the one and only scare. So, um, I one of my favorite TV shows of all time, obviously, is the Goosebumps television show. I stand for it. I have almost all the episodes on my phone that I bought. This is one that I do not have on my phone. And Dion and I just re- rewatch it. And it's absolute garbage. Um, it's a trash episode, literally made of trash. <laughs> I don't think um, it's... I think I think it's really terrible, and there's so so much overacting, and it's so on the nose, and it really it like is. panders it panders is. panders to kids and treats them like they're idiots. I feel like yeah, it's it's not the best episode. This was it's almost bad enough to like watch it, like bad watch. It, it. is, but it's not I don't want to use the word hate watch because I would never hate. No, any of it. I would you, never use that. But phrase. it's it's kind of the same idea. I think when what people mean when they say something like that, where you watch it because it's so bad that it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's not. It's but it's similar to the book to me in that. It's so bad that it's enjoyable to watch kind of at the beginning of the end, but in the middle you kind of gets kind of you kind we of got bored. Your, and it's a, a short boring. I mean it's short. Yeah. We got bored. It was se- season two, episode fourteen. It aired November sixth, nineteen ninety-six. I think the music is w- way over the top. I like over the top things. Yeah. But the music is so treacly and over the top. Yeah, and it's, it's just a little it's a little too much. On the nose is a really good description of it. So we start right off with Jody and Mark. At, arriving with Stanley at the at the at the house at the farm, and Mark in in the TV episode is like sporty. Yeah, and, he's always wearing like sports stuff, like like baseball uniforms and shit. And he doesn't seem he he. 
It doesn't do- seem related to his sister. He doesn't. He really doesn't. Um, did we ever describe what they look like? No. Yeah, we did. Just blonde. Yeah. But, but yeah, he, he, it's not the bark from the book. And I don't like that. I don't either. I don't like that at all. And Joe, I guess Jody's still the protagonist, but it's more balanced, I think, in the TV episode than it is in, in the book. But yeah. So it all, all the stuff with Stanley and the grandparents is really deliberate and way over the top. It's so expository, and the, the grandparents are really over the top. They add a, a storm as soon as the kids get to the house, like a storm. Shows. Yeah. Is like Stanley sh- says the scarecrow. I, what does he say at the beginning? Where he's kind of like, "I made the scarecrows walk," and he says it like pretty quickly right at the beginning, and then you hear like a thunder thing, and it's like, "What?" Yeah, he says. Um, Mark says, "I want to go catch frogs. I love outdoorsy oh, I things." Mark is all about like getting outdoors, getting some other fucking frogs. And, and I'm like, and "Why?" And Stanley immediately says, "The scarecrows will catch you." Can we catch some frogs tonight. Well, we're supposed to get some rain later on. We'll do it another time got the whole summer for frog catching i like those frogs you shouldn't catch them because if you do the scarecrows might just end up catching you and it's like what so ominous not not like as i think in the book he's more like sort of absent-minded and sort of weird and quirky and sweet and then the the tv episode he's a little more actively menacing yeah I mean, for this episode, we only have time for everyone to be one-dimensional, and so for Stanley's just full tilt, scared and weird. Yes. So it's a me- the first night. It's a storm, and Jody and Mark are sharing a room, and there's horrific ADR. It's really bad, and they're just so excited about the chocolate chip pancakes. And the first night, Grandma and Grandpa we are see this like freaking scene. out. We see the scene without Jody and Mark, where it's the grandparents by themselves, and Grandma's, Grandma's losing like, her shit. "Did you shut the doors? Did you look through the windows?" Yeah, she's like totally, she's totally freaking out or whatever. Did and, you like, bolt them scared. shut? And you know what that means? Chocolate chip pancakes. I will say that despite all the shade that I threw at the episode just a moment ago, there are some parts in this episode that are genuinely unbelievably terrifying. And the scarecrows themselves are actually pretty scary. They are pretty They look scary. like masks that are from like the 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 novelty shop, basically. From, yeah, you know what I mean? they look like, like straight up. There ain't no way that like... They look like low-budget TV props. Yeah, like Sticks or Stanley didn't make these masks. They look like rubber scarecrow masks from a Halloween store. They do. But how they look twitching and moving at their stakes in the nightmare sequence is actually very, very scary. I wish it had been scarier. I thought it was pretty scary. I was pretty scary, but I wish it had been scarier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And right from the beginning of that first night, we see a scarecrow appear at, like, the kitchen door and jiggle the doorknob. Yeah, trying to get it banging on the windows. And, you guys, Easter egg, there's, like, this part where um, you you see the scarecrow trying to get into different parts of the house. And he's, like, banging on this window. But right before the scarecrow has a close-up on his face coming up to the window. We you see somebody in the crew. You can see someone in the crew reflected in the, in the window. It's like just standing. scary. There. It is kind of scary. But the first, I, I made us pause and rewatch. I was like, Daniel, do you see that face right there? It gave us pause. So if you, if you have free time and you want to want to see how terrible this episode, peep that moment. So the next morning, they have cornflakes instead of your instead of grandma's chocolate chip pancakes. And Mark very clearly says, "What a boot! Your famous pancakes." Yeah, and she forgot to buy chocolate chips. That's that's TV grandma's excuse. Cornflakes. What about your famous pancakes? 
I'm afraid... I'm afraid I forgot to buy chocolate chips. I don't like TV Grandma. I don't even... I like... No one is likable in this episode. So... Especially not Sticks, you guys. Sticks, God bless him. God bless this actor, but this is a Canadian dude trying to do a Southern accent so bad, and it is all over the place. It is the scariest part of the episode for me. Yeah, it really terrified me. So that that next day, (laughs) the storm's gone, and, you know, cornflakes in the morning, and Jody and Mark... I don't know, like throw a ball or something in yeah, the backyard. Yeah, when the balls goes, the, the baseball or whatever goes flying into the cornfield. And there's and kind of a fun, cool crane shot of like overhead of how big it the is. Yeah, is, I really is like big. that. I love cornfields. I do too. I love them so much. A I love corn maze. I love corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I love it so yeah. much. I like cornbread. I like it all, really. Mm. I, it's true. Okay. So. They're in the they're in the field and and they run into Stanley. They see one of the scarecrows and run into Stanley. And Stanley says the scarecrow walks at midnight. And Jody's response is, "Um, Stanley, are you confused again? Um, Jody, are you a bitch? Yeah, I was like, stop being such a bitch. And then they run. We see Sticks. Sticks isn't as skinny as he uh, in the book, and he's like skinny and ragged. And he's like a safe version of he's this. Yeah, very safe. And he says, this isn't a place for city kids. Like real, just one dimensional. You're right. Yeah." So that night, Mark sees scarecrows. Scarecrows moving, not Jody. They're twitching in a scratch, and, and Mark is like, "Jody, I see the scarecrows moving." Jody, Jody, and, and Jody says, "I want to go to sleep." Jody's like, "They're not moving," and he's like, "But Stanley said," and she says, "We all know Stanley is slow. We can't pay it. Remember when he said uh, pigeons like their toenails painted? We can't listen to what he says about the scarecrows. Uh-huh. So the next day they're playing hide and go seek in the stocks. Hide and go shriek and in the stocks and bonds. And they, and they see someone running behind the stocks. He who walks behind the stocks. I think that's the phrase from children of the corn. Oh, I haven't seen children of the corn cat. What is it? The, 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 the entity is called, I haven't oh, seen behind the, um, He who walks behind the rose. I, I don't even know what, Children of the Corn is about. I don't think you'd like it. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. It's about killer kids. Yeah, that doesn't sound very interesting to me. But it's not like it's not as fun as that sounds. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just anyway. So <laughs> they are playing hide and go seek, and and at one point, I like she Jody sees someone running through the stalks and then into the barn and we were she's like grandpa and Matthew said out loud no it's not fucking grandpa <laughs> running through the stalks <laughs> and there's a really boring scene in the barn where she she hears someone and looks around the hay bales or whatever and then sticks pops out and then and Jody's body is her. launched her stunt double goes flying across there the barn there is kind of a fun stunt and she's like, Sticks. Sticks, you scared me. And he says, you need to go home, city kids. So that night, they have the cherry pie instead of the apple pie. Staying it's true another, to the book. like, another beat a dead horse, get the idea. It's like the most unsubtle the thing The grandparents ever. are terri- obviously over the top terrified of Stanley. And Stanley's like, I like cherry pie. Yeah. And, and... Grandpa starts to tell a story, and I mean, this actor, God bless, literally lifts up a finger like, to like tell a story and freezes until Stanley says his line. And then he's like, <laughs> and then Grandpa's like, oh, I guess I won't tell a story tonight. And Stanley's like, I don't like those stories; they scare me. And then Grandpa immediately gets up and leaves. So they have we have the dream sequence, which is not it's not it's kind of funny to me. It's I not think scary. it's I think it's kind of scary. I well, think Grandma's scarier than Grandpa. Really, scarecrow. Grandma is deck like. To me, it feels like grandma, well, 
It, fe- it feels like the actress is like, oh, I'm going to be scary. And ooh. Yeah. she like know. puts her like dainty scarecrow hands Listeners, up. you watch it and you decide and see what you think. I thought it was kind of, I thought, whatever, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I, I I guess I'd rather have it than not have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like they, but the face that that Grandpa Scarecrow has is like it looks like prosthetics, where it's his face and it's like growing into a burlap sack or something like that. Yeah, or it doesn't. It really doesn't look like a burlap sack. It looks like a Halloween mask. Yeah, for sure. It's not. It's, yeah, you're right. It's not super. It's 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 funny to me. So the next day. So the next day. Mark and Jody are racing their bikes in the field. They've thrown a ball. They've uh, hide and seeked, and now hidden seeked, and now they are riding their bikes. And a scarecrow rips Jody off of her bike. Yeah, <laughs> and she blames it on sticks, of course. And just like the book, they decide to dress Mark up and dress him like a scarecrow and scare sticks because yeah, right. she definitely thinks it's sticks. Um, and Stan Amelia's that, that, that scarecrow shoves jody jody off the bike stanley just appears yeah he's just there and he's like oh no so just like the book um jody goes to the house to wake up sticks and say there's somebody in the field mark comes out of the field and it's not mark it's a scarecrow yeah and sticks jumps out of the house and knocks off off the scarecrow's head and they run inside and sticks explains everything to jody there and says my dad, he, he he tried to read the... He tried to read the book, and he kind of did chew it, and he didn't know what he to didn't, do. He didn't mean to hurt your grandparents. You know him, yeah. Sydney. You know me. A couple months ago, my, my dad, he found this book full of spells. He thought it'd be cool if the scarecrows were alive so they could really keep the birds off the crops. That way, he wouldn't have to work so hard. Yeah, well, they came alive all right. Except it wasn't the crows they wanted to scare. Do my grandparents know? We all know. Prude and Miriam begged him to put them back to sleep, and he did. Only, only after they agreed to do things his way for a while. Yeah, we did that. Jody, you know my dad. He's not mean. It's just, well, it's just he's been a farmhand his entire life. He just wanted to see what it was like to have things done his way for a while. He loves your grandparents. You know him. Yeah. <laughs> and he explains everything. Stanley appears, and, um. Stanley says, "I need, I, I need to, I need to, um, wake just like the book. I need to wake them all up officially, and I don't know, command them or something." Runs into the field, and as he's running out into the field, Mark pops out and scares Stanley. <laughs> and then they follow him into this. They follow him into the field or whatever. He reads the passages. They hit the, and we kind of overhear. You kind of hear. He's kind of like Asa Butterfield. Like you hear it for like a second. Asa Butterfield. Yeah, you hear like it sounds like he's saying Asa. Anyway, Jody and Mark get lost in the cornfield, and Mark says, Jody, I'm scared. Jody, I'm scared. And while and while they're trying to find their way out of the cornfield, now that the scarecrows are alive, one scarecrow silently grabs grabs Jody. I like this moment. Grabs Jody's ankle and kind of like flops open its mouth like a Fish. Yeah, it, it does feel like a fish gasping for air. It's like it only has one arm too. It's it's, it's, it's kind of a fun moment. Yeah. They run into the barn, and basically we have like the sequence where it's like humans versus scarecrows, and they're like attacking like their putties from like Power Rangers. That's exactly like true. That. Well, right right before that happens, they close the barn door. Stanley and Sticks run inside the barn with Mark's with Mark and Jody, and and there's that. 
easy, lazy, obvious horror movie moment where they close the barn door and sticks. It's silent for maybe five seconds. Ten seconds and sticks is like they're gone, and then a, a scarecrow hand bursts through the barn door and like takes sticks in a chokehold and kind of chokes them. It's like ah, but yeah, then it's like they're the Power Rangers fighting the putties and they fight in the the barn basically. Yeah, and silently, I, like silently, the Walking Dead, and then all of a sudden the Thresher, which is this big piece of farm equipment. I don't even know what it is. It's that, like, like a, chops up straw or makes hay bales or something. I don't even fucking. But you know. can ride it. It's like a vehicle that has like a big, it's big like a blades with big blades in, in the front of it. Of it. Oh, Turn, my blades! Turns on oh, my blades. Oh, turns on uh, and chops up all the scarecrows. And I think it's pretty cool how it's it pretty looks. cool. Yeah, this and then it shoots like, okay. chunks of them out the back out the back of it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And uh, hay basically and just chunks of uh, fabric. And they realize it was Mark. Mark and I guess Mark had all, earlier in the episode suddenly like oh, I'm gonna ride the thresher with Grandpa. And then after he gets off the thresher, he's like I finally got to ride it. Oh, Mark. Mark. So the next day they're having apple pie and things are back to normal. Yay. And then there's just a page from a book on the floor. And you see that there's like calligraphy or a, a giant typeface of like you know magic words like Gary Guru Asa Butterfield and Stanley picks up the page and starts reading it and Jody goes Stanley what are you reading and you hear a noise and it's kind of um uh this uh, split scene where as he's reading we see the thresher turn on the like, light turn on like it has a light um, turn on and then the blades start moving and then it starts moving out and breaks out of the side of the barn yeah. and then turns by Budget. itself and comes towards the house and the family just stares out the window. Gathers at the window and the thresher is coming toward them violently blades spinning and credits. It happens so fast. So fast. There's it's, not, it, it's so funny to me because it of how fast it happens. It's also the first thing I think of when I think of this television me too. episode. Oh, me too. And I would be remiss if I, I want to take some time to talk about uh, The Haunting Hour. The okay. Haunting Hour is Arl Stein's latest television series that was on The Hub, but you can catch the first two seasons on Netflix right now. And what I love so much about The Haunting Hour is that it's the exact opposite of the Goosebumps series in, in some ways in that the acting is the highest level of acting you could possibly get. And it is it is fucked up scary. and disturbing. And the it Scarecrow not... episode is really scary. So there's this episode called Scarecrow, which I bought and I have on my phone. And it is the darkest, most disturbing, weirdest episode television quote for children, end quote, that I have ever seen in my entire life. And it stars Bailey Madison and Richard Harmon, who are two of my favorite actors of all time. Bailey Madison straight up going for the Academy Award in this episode, by the way. Like, she she should win awards for the acting that she does in this episode. Strong but words. It's, it, it's, it's, it, it, she's incredible. But um, if you guys want to watch a really fucked up, terrifying it episode It is really TV, messed up. And the reason why it's so messed up is it's about the end of the world. And... It's dark. It's, and it's really, really avant-garde dark. and disturbing. And the ending, it's re it's really messed up and, and it's really all about fucked scarecrows. up. And it's about it's basically it's about this this family that lives on a farm and they're the two you know, there's like a teenage son and a younger daughter, and the, the parents are like making them like earn their own money. And 
they the, the son has to like raise the cattle to make his own money and for Bailey Madison when she's a little girl to do the um the corn in the cornfield she has to like you know take care of that she's frustrated because the strawberries in the strawberry field and the corn in the cornfield are being eaten by like crows and rats and things like that so she's like I think we should get a scarecrow whatever so the two of them go into town to visit the guy's, the main guy, Richard Harmon, his like kind of girlfriend who they call Emo Amy, which I think is so funny. And she's reading this book. And she's great. She, though, no, I think she's pretty bad, Amy, actually. Oh, I thought I remember her being really no, good. No, she's, she's kind of the weak link in the episode. I just watched it today again. Never mind. Um, and she's reading this really fucked up poem about, it's like, we are the hollow men, we are the stuffed men. We are the hollow men. We are the stuffed Men leaning together, headpiece filled with straw. And there's this guy who looks like this grisly old cowboy. He's not old. He's probably in his 30s or whatever. But he, like, finishes the poem, and he ends up giving Bailey Madison a scarecrow to take home. And I really think you guys should watch it, actually. If you like Goosebumps or whatever, you, sh- you should you should. Yeah, it's it. worth watching. There is a, it's dark. I, it has it's very three, dark. It has three different endings I've seen. Uh, one ending is individual for you by the episode. One ending that I saw on television, and one ending that they show on Netflix. And because the ending is so dark and so messed up, I feel like some of them were too inappropriate or too weird or too or too R rated for. Which one's your favorite ending? Um, without giving it away, it's hard to say without giving it away. Well, I'm just asking the TV, the Netflix one, or the one you bought. Um. I think the one that I bought because that That's that good. is really the darkest, and there's the kind of this like beautiful fucked up shot that they couldn't show on TV for some reason hmm. that is kind of intense and amazing. And so I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit because it's the episode is literally called Scarecrow and it's in season two. And if you guys you guys should go on Netflix and check it out, and you'll see what I mean. It is weird, it is fucked up, but I appreciate how it doesn't pander to kids at all and it's it's really really some dark twisted shit i love it i love scarecrows in general so this is a fun week for me for sure yes um thank you for reaching out as you guys have been doing we appreciate all the comments um thank you we got a message from a fan named christine who's so sweet christine we'll 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 let you know when we're in new york christine Christine. thank you for your message you're so sweet um please if you we fall hard on our elbows and knees for you if you like what you hear let us know you can reach us on instagram or twitter my handle is danny mac 769 mine is matthew underscore scott underscore montgomery and my twitter's irobotujane or you can email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com and like you know subscribe or whatever and like Tell your friends. And like write a comment or write reviews and stuff. It please. makes us go up higher on the charts please. and all that. Yeah, I'm please. I'm so excited for Go Eat Worms. It's one of my favorites. Oh, God. It's going to be time to eat worms, y'all. I love Go Eat Worms so much. Thank you for joining us at midnight. I know it was so scary. It was really the straw that broke the camel's back. I was waiting to say that at some point, and that was never a good time for that mm. to be said. So I just mm. said it there. I would have been remiss. Hashtag remiss. Mm. Okay, well, we'll catch you guys next time, okay? We'll see you then. If, if you, you dare. dare.